0: Love Talk Radio Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayla Thornton. Let's talk America with host. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shayna Thornton.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton on this awesome Tuesday evening. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are so thrilled you have opted to spend this time with us, and you will not be disappointed. This national radio show really does cater to all communities. Let's Talk America brings an array of topics and exclusive guests to the table. We aim to deliver groundbreaking and original programming that will hopefully influence lives in a game-changing manner. Our featured conversations are relevant to our national listening audience. Do stay connected with the show, and please share us with everyone you happen to know. We are doing well, and I do value your commitment to staying connected with this family-oriented radio talk show. I love it. Real Talk for Real People is our tagline here at the show. Real Talk for Real People. Listen in right now to hear from just a few of our dynamic listeners.
0: Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. My name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going.
1: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We are so grateful to have you on board each and every Tuesday night at 730 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, do you want to get on the air to say hello? Do you have pertinent community news to share with a national listening audience? Simply email the radio show at Let's Talk at gmail.com. Again, that's Let's talkshayna at gmail.com one email takes care of everything we would love to hear from you now connect with us on instagram by searching let's talk america radio show if you're on the famous facebook Simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Lastly, connect with us on Twitter by searching S.S. Thornton. Remember, if all else fails, and you can't remember any of those on the social media outlets, you can simply put us in any search engine and you are bound to find the show. Somewhere We are busy on social media sites because we know you are too. Please connect with us so we can share our messaging with you. Let's move forward with tonight's show. I am so excited and honored to be a part of this uh, important segment. Tonight's show is quite special. We will be discussing human trafficking. Human trafficking is the topic. This is a very critical issue. This segment is being done in conjunction with the Henry County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. This particular chapter of the national sorority is located near the Atlanta area. That's Atlanta, Georgia, for those folks on the West Coast. The organization approached us here at the show with the idea of spotlighting the threat of human trafficking. And, of course, we jumped on the opportunity because this uh, subject certainly does need to be spotlighted in our national communities. The ladies of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated certainly work hard, and we appreciate the dedication to the uh, community. So thank you so much, ladies. Human trafficking is the topic tonight, and we have a groundbreaking conversation for you. Gather the youth around because we are spotlighting a real issue. It is very, very pressing. Now, did you know that there are people in the community forced against their will to work as prostitutes or as domestic workers with little or often no pay? This societal concern is no myth. It is very real. Our featured guest tonight will tell us all about it. We have exclusive interviews with National Activist Reverend Natasha Reed Rice and the celebrated community leader Carl Wright, who happens to be the president of the Henry County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. I am so excited to bring both ladies on tonight. This show is jam-packed, and we only have 30 minutes long, so please, let's keep pushing ahead. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for tonight's show. Our words of inspiration for tonight come from Dr. Dorothy Height. She, of course, was a renowned civil rights advocate and also the 10th national president of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She once said, without community service, we would not have a strong quality of life. It's important to the person who serves as well as the recipient. It's the way in which we ourselves grow and develop. Without community service, we would not have a strong quality of life. It's important to the person who serves as well as the recipient. It's the way in which we ourselves grow and develop. Simply give back. Make a difference in your community. Let's do our part by gaining valuable knowledge. Let's bring in our first expert guest for tonight's show. I am so honored to welcome her. Reverend Natasha Reed Rice is passionate about providing a voice to the voiceless and opportunities to communities that have been historically disadvantaged. Reverend Rice currently serves as chair of the Board for Georgia Women for a Change, a Georgia nonprofit organization that promotes progressive public policy to benefit women and girls in their communities. And that capacity, she has been involved in efforts to pass legislation to protect victims of human sex trafficking in Georgia, and provide a fair workplace for women. She's also combined her legal practice and ministry by consulting and providing technical expertise on several faith-based development projects throughout the nation. In addition, she's also trained over six 000, uh, black and colored South Africans for their first democratic elections in 1994. She helped to establish Management Leadership for Tomorrow, a nonprofit organization committed to increasing the enrollment of minority students in top MBA programs throughout the nation, and taught an interdisciplinary course on urban Community Development as an adjunct professor at St. Louis University Law School in St. Louis, Missouri. Reverend Rice received her J.D. from Harvard Law School and her Bachelor's of Art in Government with honors from Harvard Ratcliffe College. She resides in the Atlanta, Georgia area with her husband, Corey Rice, and her three beautiful children, Malachi, Kayla, and Caleb. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, please help me welcome the very esteemed national activist Reverend Rice. <laughs> Reverend Rice, welcome to Let's Talk America. How are you this evening?
2: Oh, I'm
1: wonderful. Thank you. Oh, we are so excited and really honored and privileged to be doing this show right here because this is a platform uh, that's near and dear to my heart, but I, like a lot of the listeners tonight, need to know more about it to really make a difference. And I'm so excited you're going to be with us to really empower us with the information and the tools. So we're going to go right into it. Human trafficking is a topic uh, that some people or a lot of people just don't know a lot about, Reverend Rice. What exactly is human trafficking? And does it differ from country to country? I think a lot of us are used to hearing about it in countries that may be a lot poorer than the United States. Tell me about human trafficking.
2: So human trafficking, plain and simple, is slavery. Um, and you oftentimes hear people refer to it as modern-day slavery, but it's slavery. It's, it's, it's in existence for countless years it goes throughout history and it's continuing to exist today and I think in many for many people the reason we don't know as much about it is for something you just stated. We often think of it as an international issue yes. an international plague but it's actually happening right in our own front and backyard. Wow. Victims of human trafficking are subjected to force and fraud and coercion for multiple purposes. Um, The ones which we may discuss more on this call this evening are for commercial sex, but they're also um, forced into debt bondage or forced labor. Mm. So you'll have two types of human trafficking. There's sex trafficking and then there's labor trafficking.
0: Okay.
1: So it does vary. And, you know, listening to you, Reverend Rice, a powerful opening statement of what human trafficking is. But so you're not describing something that's happening in South America or even Africa. You're talking about right here in the United States of America, these sort of activities are happening where individuals are being forced to do things against their will?
2: Yes, correct. Hmm. Yes, they're very much happening in some of our major metropolitan areas. (laughs) They're happening – at truck stops they're happening in fake massage parlors they're happening um in our hotels right before our very eyes when i've had conversations with survivors of sex trafficking they're happening in some of our major areas that we traffic every day and we walk out and go to lunch from the office you know we walk by hotel there are girls that are in some of those hotels that have been held hostage in many for many intents and purposes for the purpose of commercial sex acts
1: Okay, Reverend Rice, I want to talk a little more about youth and children's involvement in this uh, hideous crime because that's what it is. It's a crime. Children can be victims of human trafficking. What what exactly does that look like, and what is the impact on these children uh, physically and emotionally
2: Yes, yeah, so the average age of children being lured and drawn into sex trafficking is between the ages of 12 and 14. Mm-hmm. But in speaking to many people who work in this industry and who are providing therapeutic outlets for both boys and girls that get called, caught up in this system, there are some as young as nine, nine-year-old girls Oh wow! Who's innocent is completely robbed of them as they are forced into what's called commercial sexual exploitation of children, and the acronym that is thrown around a lot is CSEC, and it affects many of our major metropolitan areas, from California to Florida to Georgia. I mean, there are hubs, and in this context, for instance, in Georgia, there are each month approximately 7,200 men that purchase sex with young girls in the state of Georgia.
1: What sort of effect does it have on these children emotionally, Reverend Rice?
2: Oh, I mean, you know, I am not a a mental health professional. I have encountered this in the faith community context as a a minister Mm -hmm. and as a social activist in this area. It robs them not just of their innocence as children, which is significant, but of their notion of who they are. Okay and their worth, and their value, and, it, and, and the part that I obviously hone in on is their spiritual well-being, and the thought that they could be so raped, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and it, 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 it takes them outside of their humanity, mm-hmm.
1: and their dignity. Just robs them of some uh, critical elements of being a productive uh, woman or man one day. Oh, completely. Hmm. Completely. Now, tell me this. Does human trafficking affect one group more than another? Is there socioeconomics involved? And why or why not? I I need to know that.
0: Yeah, that's a great
2: question. Um, First of all, human trafficking um, affects men and women. Okay. I I think that that's something that um, you will – we're beginning to hear more of that. There have been – um, studies now that are coming out that show the impact of human trafficking, not just on young girls and women, but also boys and men. Eighty-five um, percent of cases um, in a recent study have, have impacted women and girls, which means there's another 15% that are impacting our young boys, our men, and the transgender population. Okay. Um, but in terms of socioeconomic class, another reason that many people – um, in, the, in the mainstream conversation don't necessarily know about human trafficking or sex trafficking is because it, it tends to impact those in lower socioeconomic
0: brackets
2: okay. in our society. So the invisible, okay. right? The ones that we tend to turn our face or our head from. When, okay. when there's, they're being plagued by lack, whether it's in not getting needs met in the home, not getting needs met in, in the educational system, yes. not getting needs needs met that just are your basic needs, shelter, okay. clothing. There is often greater temptation to take the lure that many of the pimps and others that try to pull them into this yes. world offer them, whether it's clothing, whether it's jewelry, whether it's food, whether mm. it's the thought that you will have a better life if you just come with me. Let me mm. show you.
1: Exploring. is
2: often the, used as a lure.
1: Exploring the uh, situation, in a, in a sense.
2: Correct, correct. When you hear from um, the predators, I call them, those that are luring young girls and young boys into this industry, they they look and spot their victims. It's not unlike, you know, a lion in the open spotting its antelope, right? Okay. There have been reports where men have given um, interviews after they've been arrested for pimping girls yeah. in this industry. And they say, no, we go to malls and we look for the girl. They have their eyes down. We look for the girl mm. who, does, who, who appears to have insecurities. And we compliment them. That's how we begin. We mm. tell them how beautiful they are. Oh. And that begins the conversation and the lure. And it can happen that easily and that quickly.
1: Mm. Disturbing facts, but even round. Though it,
2: yeah, mm-hmm, I'm sorry to interrupt no, I'm, you. I'm saying even though it impacts the lower yes. socioeconomic realm, there are girls in, in middle-class families yes. that are lured into this
0: as well.
1: Hmm. Disturbing information, but groundbreaking knowledge that we as a community must address and really get to the bottom of it if we really ever want to focus on the solutions, Reverend Rice. Now, uh, from your professional experience, and you have a lot of experience with this, has human trafficking as an issue, has it changed in the last decade
2: well, I think it's been going on for decades, okay. right? But in terms of its visibility in the public conversation, I think it has become much more visible. Um, there have been more cases that have been reported, for instance, to the National Human Trafficking Resource Center saying that they've experienced a 259% increase in calls yes. in reporting trafficking cases since 2008. Wow. So. It's gaining exposure. Um, There are more people who are finding out about this issue through your show, through conversations that are happening at the local, the state, and the national level. Um, There have been examples of legislation that have gone through in different states, um, legislation known as safe harbor laws. And we we just recently, um, two years ago, got um, a piece of legislation passed in the Georgia State House that has been modeled on safe harbor laws from. New York, for instance. Okay. So there's been more conversation on the policy level, the political conversation level, both in the national and the local conversations, and there's been more activity um, in terms of provision of services from uh, multiple organizations at the local and the state and the national level.
1: Mm. Okay. So we did some research here on the show, and according to uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, better known as the FBI. Um, and you pointed this out actually a few minutes ago, Uh, federally-funded task forces opened over uh, 2,500 suspected incidences of human trafficking for investigation between January 2008 uh, and June 2010. This is disturbing to me as an individual, as a citizen, as a parent, as an aunt. What can a concerned citizen do? To help a suspected victim, what what can I do to feel empowered?
2: I think the first and obvious step is to become informed.
1: Okay.
0: Get
2: educated on this issue. It is impacting so many of our young children. There is so much. I mean, I, I was having a conversation with um, an officer um, in one of our county um, um, law enforcement divisions, yes. and he said, um, "Video games." In video games now, what is it, Grand Theft Auto?
1: Yes, yeah, a popular one. one of,
2: you, can, you can buy a lap dance. I mean, the issue of pornography, of strip clubs, okay. has become very much a part of the conversation, yes. unfortunately. Yes. It, our young children are hearing, are participating in. It's spoken about very casually. We have got to know. But this is not just a casual conversation or something that should be part of a video game. It desensitizes our children to the issue. It desensitizes our community to the issue. So first and foremost, we must be informed about how serious this is. Be informed about the impact that it's having, not just on the girls and the boys and the young men and young women that are involved as victims, but the impact that it's having on our communities.
0: Mm. What is it
2: doing to our children, our children interacting with at school? Some of our girls, even within our church, for instance, have had friends that have been lured into this, have had friends that have been approached. It's happening. We want to turn our face and not become informed. We've got to become informed. Secondly, we've got to find out what our role can be in the policy conversation. Call your local representative both in the State House and in the US Congress call okay. and tell them this is an issue yes. that needs attention, that needs enforcement. There are so many right now in many of our, our jurisdictions around the country, the victim is being criminalized. Mm. We have got to do more to switch that and make sure and flip it and make sure it's not the victim that should be criminalized, but no. the ones that are purchasing
1: no services.
2: The ones that are participating in the yes. act. So we've got to become a part of those conversations. Find out what the safe harbor laws are in your area. Yes. Find out if there are any. If there are any, look at some of the safe harbor laws that have successfully passed in state legislatures across the country. Okay. Find out how that can be modeled mm. and become a part of that action.
1: Get involved with the community. what finally, going on.
2: find out what organizations are providing services that are providing relief to the victims in this area, yes. pulling these girls and boys out of it. Fund them. Send them donations. Make them a part of your time.
0: Beautiful. Send them
2: donations at the end of the year. They need the the wherewithal, the finances, the resources. They may even need volunteers that can help them build up the services that they're providing.
1: Yes. Yes. Game-changing conversation with Reverend Rice. Now, tell me this. I'm a citizen. You've given me great information. I'm taking notes. I know our listeners all over the country right now are taking notes. So say, for instance, we suspect that if someone living next door is a victim to child uh, or human trafficking, rather, for adults or child. And so you've given me great information. I want to call the police. I want to let them know that I believe a crime is taking place. Uh, but... What can a concerned citizen do if they may be fearful of getting involved? Meaning them themselves are thinking, I don't want retaliation against me by trying to help this person. Help us out. Right. That's a great
2: question. Um, and I think everyone has to use their own discernment as they go forward in this. But let me just to, to kind of add a little bit to that question. If you were, say, some 200, 300 years ago and you saw slavery right before your very eyes. Yes. You know, we have this conversation, we think of it as slavery and what slavery was, and we now, for the most part, all agree slavery
0: was evil, it was horrible, it was bad, and yes. we would not stand by
1: and mm. see it happen. We've got to put this in the same context. Yes, we do. We
2: cannot continue to stand by and allow something like this to happen in our very communities without doing anything.
1: Mm. So.
2: Find out who do you contact. It could be law enforcement. Yes. It could be, and, and the conversation is, I, I just want to have a com- confidential conversation.
1: That's right.
2: What I'm seeing. Beautiful. Help me to understand, is this what this is? And if this is what it is, I think you all need to take a deeper look at what's going on in my community. Okay. Something has to shift and change. On our watch, mm. we need to take the responsibility and the stance of saying, But no longer can we stand by and see injustice to this degree occur and then consider it a part of our civic duty.
1: Yes. Mm, Something has to shift and change. I love the tagline. We've got to get out of here. But before we let you go, Reverend Rice, how can our national listeners learn more about the issue? Are there organizations out there? Is there a number to call or a website? Everyone's on the Internet today. Help us out. Yes.
2: Yes, and I think there there are a few things. There's the National um, Human Trafficking Resource Center, yes. and um, they have a hotline. You can find all of that information on um, the Polaris Project, which is an, another organization that collaborates with several organizations throughout the country, and, and they collect a lot of information and research and resources on this very issue. So there's the polarisproject.org. I live here in Georgia. I've been very active in Georgia, and there's yes. several organizations um, that have been involved in this in Georgia. The nice thing about the Polaris Project, if you were to go on there, you can click on your state. Okay. Under each state, they list the various resources within that state. So in Georgia, I'm on the board of Georgia Women for Change. We are actively engaged in affecting the legislation and the policy with respect to women and girls in the state of Georgia, and we were responsible in leading a coalition two years ago to get the first human trafficking bill passed in the state house. There's organizations like Living Water for Girls, which is a therapeutic residential center in Georgia, but there are others like it in other states Mm. that can provide resources, information, and opportunities for all of us to get engaged and involved in this very important and crucial issue to Mm. eradicate slavery in our very midst.
1: Mm, I love your dedication to the cause. Reverend Rice, thank you, and congratulations on all of your success, and please keep doing what you're doing. Right now, we are ready to bring in Cara Wright, who is an esteemed and very celebrated and respected community leader in the Atlanta metro area, and she's also the president of Henry County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. On top of all of that, she's also a social worker in our educational system, and we are excited to speak with her this evening about her organization's involvement with combating and hopefully one day abolishing human trafficking. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton, please help me welcome Cara Wright. Cara, welcome to the show Let's Talk America. How are you this evening? I'm great, and yourself? I am awesome and really want to talk with you about Delta Sigma Theta's sorority incorporated role with this critical issue of human trafficking. Tell me this, Carl, why was it or is it important uh, for your organization, Henry County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, to spotlight the issue of human trafficking? Um,
0: Shana, I would say it's important for our organization to spotlight the issue of human trafficking simply because one of our major thrusts, um, educational development, focuses on helping to mold and shape the minds of our young people today. Yes. So with that being said, it is important to ensure that our young people understand their worth Mm -hmm. and how much they are loved so that they can end up becoming successful, productive citizens. Tell me
1: this, how can a concerned citizen join the fight with Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated to combat and hopefully one day eliminate human trafficking altogether, Carl?
0: What I would say in reference to um, a concerned citizen joining the fight with us, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, yes. what they would need to do is watch our website. Um, for different events that we will have to spotlight um, human trafficking and come out and support the event so that they can help join us in this fight. Mm.
1: And you ladies certainly are busy in the community. Before you get out of here, I have to ask this. Obviously, you're a social worker in our educational system, and you are likely much aware of this uh, more so than I am, sex. Trafficking it makes up a lot of the cases reported with human trafficking. As a community leader and educational professional, how does this affect our children, both girls and boys, Cara?
0: Wow, that's interesting that you asked that question. In my studies and just reading, I found that 72,834 men buy sex in Georgia every month. Wow. That's a large number. and. It's not just boys, not just girls, or not just boys. It's both that are being trafficked.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, it's amazing, but a lot of people don't know these statistics either. That within a mile or a mile and a half of many of the schools in our cities here in Atlanta, Georgia, there is a day spa that may be doing inappropriate things, um, i.e., human trafficking and sex trafficking, yes. uh, as well as adult strip club. With that being said, there are many pimps and what they call madams that are out there preying on our children who are living in poverty, who have low self-esteem, which makes them vulnerable to these people who are approaching them on the streets. They're catching them walking to school. They're catching them walking from school. They're catching them at the corner stores in the neighborhood. And when they see that these kids have issues, with self-esteem, what they do is walk up on them or step up to them and promise them things that, of course, make kids' eyes get big. Yes. It could be small things as something as simple as getting their nails done or buying them a decent pair of shoes because, mm. of course, kids want to look like everybody else.
1: As we begin to wrap up, we have to get out of here. But tell us, how can our national listeners connect to your organization?
0: They can actually connect to us by visiting us at www.hpacdsc.org. That would be www.hpacdsc.org. And when they go onto our website, they can find that they can like us on Facebook, they can follow us on Twitter, and they can watch us on YouTube as well.
1: Awesome. Congratulations on all of your success, and keep shining. I just love relevant conversation. We have to get out of here, but before we do, listen in. Hello,
0: I am Ayana Slater, Chair of International Awareness and Involvement Committee of Henry County Alumni Chapter of Delta Six Theta Sorority Incorporated. And hi, I'm Letitia Price, Co-Chair, and we're listening live from Metro Atlanta to Let's
2: Talk America with host Shayna Thornton.
1: I certainly want to thank the ladies of Henry County Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated for collaborating with the show on this very critical and important topic of human trafficking. A special thank you goes out to Ayanna Slater and Letitia Price for all of their hard work with making this show happen tonight. I will see everyone next Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All content original, copyright 2014 by Shana Thornton. Keep the conversation going.